This is Town Square Sunday On Demand. And now, 1420 WBSM's Jim Phillips. Good morning and welcome to Town Square Sunday. I'm your host, Jim Phillips. During this program, we hope to introduce you to individuals and organizations that are working to make the South Coast a better place to live and work. Today, we start off with Eric Russo, the administrator for the Southeastern Regional Transit Authority. That's the bus service that provides public transportation in New Bedford, Fall River, and surrounding communities. Eric, good morning. It's good to see you again. Yes, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Eric, uh, start out. Give us a rundown on how CERTA works, if you would. The agency is federally funded. Is that right, for the most part? That's correct, yes. We actually have four different uh, funding streams between federal funding, state funding, uh, local funding through the communities that we serve, and uh, Fairbox revenue. Okay. So, uh, but the majority of the funds... uh, comes from the federal government. Is that a fair statement? or I would say it's, it's pretty close to evenly split between the federal and state government uh, when you combine both the, the Commonwealth and the towns that we serve. Okay. Um, the operator, you are the administrator. The operator is who? The South Coast Transit Management. Uh, they are a subsidiary of TransDev, which is a national transportation provider. Okay. Um, there's an advisory board as well. How does that work? Uh, yes, yeah, so we have uh, a member from each community that uh, makes up our advisory board. Uh, the Transit Authority is a quasi-governmental agency, so we actually sit next to all the communities if you're looking at us in terms of a hierarchy. And the advisory board's role is to hire and fire an administrator to set the levels of service for uh, the buses that we uh, provide. Uh, to set the budget annually, and to set the fares. And um, they, uh, they do that. They, is, it a, is it a policy board? Do they make policy? Uh, not necessarily make policy per se, uh, but uh, you know, we certainly work closely with our communities to address uh, any issues or concerns that may arise uh, as we go through our, our operating year. Um, and we, the administrative office is responsible for responding to things that, for instance, the federal government may be looking for or the state government may be looking for. Um, and, you know, we keep the, the advisory board abreast of all those activities. The mayors of Fall River and New Bedford are on the advisory board or their designees. That's correct. And uh, I suppose even the community, the small communities, smaller communities have... Uh, obviously have representatives on the board as well, or their designees. That's correct. Yep. Okay. So that's, uh, that's how that works. Um, let's talk a little bit about ridership, Eric. Uh, is it increasing, holding steady, or has there been a drop-off? Uh, actually, we've done quite well with our ridership. Uh, during the pandemic, obviously, things slowed down quite a bit, um, and we've uh, recovered quite well. Um, in the first year, um, we were amongst the top 50 in the country in terms of ridership recovery. Uh, we slowed down a little bit from that from that standard, but uh, we are now the th- providing the third most trips in the Commonwealth for regional transit authorities, where previously I think we were about fifth uh, in, amongst our peers. And that's part of what you do, uh, look for ways to serve more people. That's correct, yeah. Um, you know, we're trying the best we can to optimize the service that we provide. Uh, and we're trying to be mindful in terms of uh, how we're allocating our resources to uh, encourage and incentivize as many people as possible to ride public transportation. 
And um, obviously there's some good reasons uh, for people to use public transportation, not the least of which is keeping fewer cars off the road uh, and uh, all of that. Um, but uh, there might be one other reason why people may be flocking to to uh, public transportation, especially uh, CERTA in the months of January through June. Late in 2023, CERTA announced it would offer free rides from this month through June. Uh, where did that idea come from? And how how, did, how was that working so far? So this is the second year that we're um, implementing the Tri-Transit program. Uh, there's been money that's been allocated by the legislature uh, each of the past two years to pilot fare-free service. And oftentimes it's easy to think about uh, our existing passengers uh, benefiting from that. But the reason that it's Tri-Transit is uh, what you alluded to. You know, transportation is one of the largest uh, contributors to greenhouse gases. And from a public investment standpoint, it's easy to point to the idea of zero emission vehicles as addressing that issue. But the real way to get at the heart of that today that we can actually accomplish is by getting more people to ride public transportation. Uh, and doing this tri-transit program allows people to see if it fits in their schedule. Is it is it something that will... Um, allow them to get to work, get to their appointments, uh, see loved ones, go to religious services. Um, and, you know, it's a great opportunity to move the needle on what we're doing with greenhouse gas emissions today. All right. So we're only a few days into the new year. I don't know if you've taken a look and seen if, uh, you, you know, there's been a bump of some sort, but obviously that's what you hope for. That's, that's true. Uh, I will say that January is often a little bit of a slower time for us, but uh, we do expect that we'll see some increases. And another benefit that uh, is often overlooked is that uh, in state government, we have many different um, uh, really silos where you have DTA that gets uh, public funding, and we have all these other different partners that we work with, uh, school systems oftentimes, where they do have budget that they allocate to buying passes from the transit authority. Mm. And so this is an opportunity to help those strained budgets as well. Um, when we take that sort of holistic view of how this can benefit the community and the people, you know, possibly increase commerce, that's what we're hoping for, right? We want to see sure. more people out there shopping. Um, this is a really great opportunity for the public to go out and try transit. Are you attempting to build ridership with this or goodwill or both? All of the above. Yeah. Uh, we absolutely would like to see more ridership, and I think that there's room to, room to grow there. Uh, we had a fair change uh, about 18 months ago, I think it was, and we had a, a heartwarming and also heartbreaking story about how uh, we had changed the fare from 70 cents to 60 cents, for somebody that had a transit access pass, that might mean that they're disabled or they have some other reason for having a discounted pass. And that 10 cent change for them brought tears to their eyes when they were telling us about how much it meant for them. And when you think about how, how small that change seems in the grand scheme of things, you know, having this opportunity to provide trips for free right now does bring a lot of relief for people. Um, so we're happy to be able to do that. But again, the biggest thing is, can we attract more customers? You know, can we actually, uh, the other uh, intended benefit of uh, free transportation is that we can actually speed up the loading time of your bus, which will help improve your on-time performance and reliability. 
And on-time performance, reliability, and availability are the biggest drivers for uh, whether or not a person can choose to ride public transportation. All right, so there's a few few goals here with this. Um, If people have questions about routes or schedules, on-demand service, or other sort of questions, where do they go? Uh, the best place to start is our website, srtabus.com. Um, and they, there they can also find our phone number to call our customer service. They can stop in at our terminals. Uh, there's always somebody there that can help them. Um, feel free to knock on our door. <laughs> okay. You're listening to Town Square Sunday. I'm Jim Phillips. My guest is Eric Russo, the administrator for the Southeast Regional Transit Authority. What's the most popular routes? I would guess, and I'm a layman at this, but I would guess <laughs> New Bedford to the mall. But maybe I'm wrong. You would be surprised at how many people do travel to the mall, um, but also travel right through to Fall River. The The connecting route between New Bedford and Fall River is oftentimes the busiest route. Um, you know, we had the opportunity maybe six or seven years ago to improve the frequency. Uh, we used to have hour-long headways on that route. And now it's um, half-hour headways through the, the middle part of the day. I would love to expand that to the entire day if we could. Um, but funding is often uh, a challenge. Although this year, we have new opportunities coming down the road. Okay. So new opportunities means more federal money somewhere. More. Uh, so we have the opportunity to earn more federal money. And uh, the state legislature was able to allocate the fair share funding uh, to the regional transit authorities to help to help us improve and increase the amount of service that we're providing. Okay. So some of those changes, I'm sure, are probably still in your head, but some <laughs> may be in the drawing board. Some are, some are still in my head. Some have made it to the drawing board, and some are actually going into action. Starting uh, January 28th, we will begin Sunday. We'll be begin piloting Sunday service, okay. and that service will mirror what our Saturday schedule is, so it'll be easy for our existing riders to adapt to that uh, new service. Uh, but we have a seven-day-a-week economy throughout the Commonwealth, especially on the South Coast. We need seven-day-a-week service for our buses. It, it just, it, it's something that's been long overdue, so we're excited to be able to pilot this service. And again, that pilot will run until June 30th, uh, provided that we have adequate funding past that. All right. Um, so one way to build ridership is to offer free rides. Another way is to update equipment and uh am i seeing electric buses on the streets of new bedford almost there so what we have are actually hybrid buses so they're hybrid electric um right now uh full electric vehicles don't necessarily meet the duty cycle that we require in order to deliver the service to the public uh zero emission vehicles uh still have some work to do to to get to that threshold where we can replace a traditional diesel bus one-to-one a hybrid electric vehicle allows for us to replace a diesel bus one to one. It does help reduce our, um, you know, our exhaust and greenhouse gases um, <clears throat> and improve our efficiencies. Um, and it also helps our workforce uh, learn and adjust to the coming technologies of the future. All right. So we've got hybrid buses and we've got electric buses. I'm sure you want to. Get a few on the road here. Uh, so, yeah, we should see some um, in a couple of years. Uh, but uh, to be honest, uh, we're, it's important for us to evaluate the whole array of options. 
And uh, so battery electric buses are certainly more prevalent, um, but we're also excited by the possibilities that hydrogen fuel cell vehicles can provide. And hydrogen fuel cell vehicles can already meet today's duty cycle, and they fit in uh, with public transportation quite nicely in terms of uh, the fueling is very similar to what it takes to fuel a diesel vehicle or a CNG vehicle, Mm -hmm. uh, rather than having to charge buses overnight or possibly during your your runs. Um, So it's something that uh, we're keeping an eye on as well. Is such a thing as a solar bus, solar-powered bus? you could put solar panels on a bus, but uh, the amount of power needed is so vast, and uh, the the solar panels don't generate quite as much electricity uh, to uh, to help really defray that impact. Um, just, just a thought. <laughs> but I do believe that there are solar paneled um, ferries because they can have a large enough canopy to power boats. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. Eric, do you ride the bus? I do. Yep. I often like to take the bus to go grab lunch. Um, especially in, to uh, Antonio's in New Bedford. Uh, sure. It's an okay. easy trip for me from my office. And um, are you crit- when, when you ride the bus, do you keep your eyes open? You're observant? Do you, I mean, how is, how is the service compared to, uh, you've been here, I think, 15 years or almost. But, almost, yeah, 12 years. All right. Um, uh, it seemed to me that uh, things have have to be different, hopefully improved. <laughs> uh, but uh, what do you see when you ride the bus? Uh, yeah, we so we've really grown the service quite a bit, not only in uh, the amount of service that's offered, but uh, from, again, the ridership standpoint. Uh, when I started here, we were providing about 1.6 million trips annually. And at our peak, we were at about 2.9 million trips mm-hmm. annually. Um, and so we're working to get back up there and hopefully crest that 3 million mark uh, but it comes from having reliable service, like I said, uh, service that meets the needs of the public. So it has to run frequently enough. It has to have an appropriate span during the day. And again, having that seven-day-a-week service will uh, hopefully draw more customers. Um, but I'm always amazed at the, the work that our, our drivers do, that the work that our mechanics do. Um, they are really the heart and soul of the operation that we have. They're the face of the, the public face of the authority, really. And um, I'm always uh, amazed at just how wonderful they can be. Um, you've been here quite a while, 12 years, you've mentioned. Uh, that's a long uh, stretch. Uh, I don't know how much movement there is in the bus business, but uh, what keeps you here? What keeps you going here? Uh, it's interesting that uh, you bring that up. Uh, so when I first started in public transportation, um, the, the mantra always was to move up, you have to move out. And so uh, I did have an opportunity to move around to a lot of different locations, uh, working in Connecticut, New York, and Atlanta, Georgia. Um, But coming to uh, Fall River, New Bedford, Massachusetts, uh, I found a home here. And uh, my children are now uh, eight and six. Uh, My wife has a job that's nearby. Um, This is a community that we've fallen in love with, and we hope to stay here for as long as possible. Well, that's that's great. That's great for us, Eric. Uh, Great for... Great for the South Coast because uh, there have been um, uh, few issues. I know there are probably headaches that come across your desk every day, but for the public's perception, the buses keep running. There are no problems. Uh, drivers are working, not on strike or anything like that. 
I mean, we're not seeing any of that. And, and we're recruiting, by the way. We're, if anybody out there is looking to uh, drive for the authority, uh, please, please, please let us know. Uh, I think we have very competitive rates. We have competitive benefits. Uh, so we're, we're always hiring. All right. Very good. And uh, for people who uh, want to learn more about that, uh, website? Uh, website's a great place to start. And then um, we take applications at uh, 65 Potomac Street. That's our uh, bus garage in New Bedford. Um, so feel free to stop on by. Okay, very good. My guest uh, has been Eric Russo, who is the administrator for the Southeast Regional Transit Authority. Uh, he's been here for 12 years. Uh, hopefully uh, we can uh, avail of his services for a while longer, a, lot, a, long, a long time longer, uh, because it's been uh, uh, you know, it's pretty smooth, pretty smooth. And again, the buses are running. He's looking for ways to make the service better, and uh, we as consumers are the ones who will benefit. Thanks very much, Eric, for coming in. Thank you for having me. Uh, again, Eric Russo, Administrator for the Southeast Regional Transit Authority. Good luck in 2024, Eric, uh, with, the, with the buses. Uh, and Town Square Sunday will continue in just a moment. 